0: So this fear made my transition from elementary school to middle school in sixth grade all the more challenging. Because in 1987, in sixth grade, gym class is all about flying balls.
1: That's Kelsey Francis. And on today's episode, it might just be better to sweat it out in gym class than to lie to get out of it. From NCPR and the Adirondack Center for Writing, this is The Howl. True stories, no notes, live on stage in the North Country. I'm Ethan Chanty. Listen, I lied constantly to get out of gym class, like all of the time. Unless we were playing this weird combination of dodgeball and bowling that we called the pin game, I was doing basically whatever I could to get out. I'd say, oh, I've got a music lesson. Oh, I've got to help stage crew because we've got a play coming up. Ba-ba-da-ba-da. You know, anything, anything at all gym is just not for me. I don't think I'm a particularly good liar either, but I suppose my coaches thought I was trustworthy enough because they never called me out. And listen, I'm not going to take the time to apologize because nobody got hurt. And honestly, I think they they could probably tell I didn't have a career in flag football ahead of me. That being said, if I had to go through what Kelsey had to go through on today's story, I might have just stuck it out suffering in the gym. Today's story is about a big lie and the worst possible way to get out of gym class forever. Kelsey told us this story live on stage at the 2023 Howell Green Slam in Saranac Wake.
0: So, for as long as I can remember, I have had a terrifying and irrational fear of flying balls. (laughs) Basketballs footballs, soccer balls, volleyballs, and the absolute worst, baseballs. Have you seen how fast and how high those things fly? Now, I have no memory of ever being seriously injured by a flying ball, which is what makes this fear completely irrational, Um, but I did not have an athletic childhood. I didn't learn to ride a bike until I was in fourth grade, and I had zero hand-eye coordination, probably because I never played catch because I was afraid of flying balls. So this fear made my transition from elementary school to middle school in sixth grade all the more challenging because in 1987, in sixth grade, gym class is all about flying balls. (laughs) And my gym teacher, Mr. Walker, uh, was a former Marine. He had a buzz cut and wore a shiny metal whistle around his neck that he blew on constantly. He expected his students to be athletic and uh, competitive, aggressive. He expected you to run toward the ball, not away from it, to kick them, to hit them, to throw them, and most certainly, to catch them. I had none of these traits and none of these skills. And so early on in the year, Um, after a particularly traumatic game of dodgeball, where I was everyone's target, I decided at 10 years old that I needed to get out of gym class forever. And so I had heard some older girls, some eighth graders, talking about how they'd gotten out of gym class and they had said that um, they had had a mysterious illness, or at least it was mysterious to me, and they called it cramps. (laughs) I didn't know what cramps were, but I knew I was gonna tell Mr. Walker I had cramps the next day. And so I did. I said, Mr. Walker, I can't do gym class today because I have cramps. His hand went up and he shooed me away. No questions. And I was like, okay, it's that easy. Day two, Mr. Walker, I've got cramps. I can't do gym class. I said to my friend, I'm gonna have cramps for the rest of the year. Now, my friend was wiser a little more worldly, she said, you can't have cramps every day. Only a few days out of the month. So I realized I needed to brainstorm some other excuses. And this is what I came up with. Mr. Walker, I can't do gym class. I just had my braces tightened and my jaw hurts. Mr. Walker, I'm having growing pains and my legs hurt. Mr. Walker, my shoes are too tight. I have a headache. I have a stomach ache, I have a math test to make up, and oh, I got in a fight with my best friend and I need to go to the guidance counselor. They worked. (laughs) Two and sometimes three days a week, I delivered one of these excuses and he he let me go. He probably didn't want to deal with an unathletic, ball-fearing girl for 40 minutes, so, um, I was kind of flying high. In fact, in my own mind, I had gone from gym class zero to gym class excuse-making hero. (laughs) Other unathletic kids started seeking me out. They wanted advice. What was my secret? I was feeling pretty good about myself. And I rode this high for a while. But if you know anything about heroes, they have a weakness, a tragic flaw. (laughs) And so one day in late May, I was in the nurse's office for one of my fictional cramps. And uh, the nurse looked at me and she said, you don't have cramps. You're avoiding gym class. I don't wanna see you back here unless you have a broken bone, a bloody nose, or are knocked unconscious. Didn't she know that's exactly why I was in there? To avoid a broken bone, a bloody nose, or being unconscious. Don't ever mess with school nurses. <laughs> so, um, Excuses weren't gonna work anymore. I needed a legitimate reason to get out of gym class because we were starting baseball. So the next week as we stood um, at the baseball diamond behind the school and Mr. Walker shouted his many directions, I was leaning against the, um, the chain link backstop and I hatched a terrible awful idea. You know what happens when the hero flies too close to the giant ball in the sky? The Hero goes down in a ball of flames. And so I saw at the bottom of that chain link fence some very distinctive shiny leaves that I knew really well. I knew the power of those leaves. And I plucked a few, and I rubbed them up and down my arms and my bare legs. (laughs) And in 24 hours, I had my excuse. That was now a legitimate reason. I developed a horrible poison ivy rash that got me out of not only gym class, for two weeks, but all of school. And when I returned, I looked like I was recovering from leprosy. (laughs) To this day, I still have a terrifying, irrational fear of flying balls. But I also have a very justified, rational, and humbling fear of poison ivy. (laughs) Thank
1: you. That's it for this week. Thanks to Kelsey for the story. And remember, Poison Ivy is never the easy way out. The Howl is written, produced and edited by me, Ethan Shanty, with editorial supervision by David Summerstein and live audio captured by Doyle Dean. Bill Hanel is our digital guy. Caitlin Kelly handles our social media and music that you heard on today's episode is by famous letter writer of Plattsburgh. The Howl is a co-production of NCPR and the Adirondack Center for Writing in Saranac Lake, New York. You can find more episodes and support the program, plus find out when we're going to be telling stories in your town by visiting ncpr.org slash howl. This is NCPR North Country Public Radio.